not playing. That's okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Fuck no, it. It's, it's not happening live. <laughs> no, none of that. What, what was that? No, I've been here for that no more. Uh, <laughs> okay, so I'll insert the trailers uh, in later. That's, That's fine, I'll baby. Do. Okay. Hello and welcome to episode 91 of the Destroy the Brain podcast. Welcome back. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Oh, Are we We're ever going to get to 100 episodes? Uh, well, you know. About a decade's worth of work. Anyway. I really think 2024 is our year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hello. Welcome back. Uh, so this episode, we are going to be talking about the 13-hour movie marathon that we put on our second anniversary, well, our 13th anniversary show. Second. The second mar- annual mm-hmm. marathon, I guess. Ooh, yeah. Annual. 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 Well, it, it was last year and it was this year. So maybe right. next year. <laughs> Let's see. So this was 13 hours. Does that mean next year you'll do last 14? Year, no, last year was still 13 hours. I think I'll just stick to 13 hours. Yeah. Because it's a fun number. Anyway, uh, if you haven't heard this podcast before, uh, let's let's introduce everybody. My name is Andy Trufenbach. I'm the owner and editor-in-chief of DestroyTheBrain.com. Jeremy Jones. Roger Henderson. Joshua Lightfoot. And and these are all contributors to DestroyTheBrain.com. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing some shade. Um <laughs> Jeremy helps me out with horror trivia night, so hopefully, that is correct. if you're listening to this, I'm sure you've listened to us before. But we will be. This is a weird episode to jump in on. It is. It is. But you know, you might be like, "Oh, this is that podcast that somebody told me about," and oh, hey. we never had five months episode. later. <laughs> yeah. Our last episode, episode was a Christmas episode, yes. so it's been a minute. Anyway, uh, before we get into it, follow us on Twitter at DTB Horror, on Instagram, Destroy the Brain, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Destroy the Brain. Also, you know, I'll probably shorten this down and just say go to support.destroythebrain.com because you can find all of our social media links there. And hopefully soon, our Letterboxed HQ account. We'll see. So, no, there's no we'll see. I'm getting it. I know, but I'm just saying we'll see. But the plan is that stuff we cover on the podcast goes on there, and you'll be able to see the letterboxed stuff. Anyway, okay. Okay. (sighs) So, we did a marathon. Yes. It that was, was this past. We are a week out from the marathon. It yes, from recording. Saturday, May thirteenth, twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. Year of our Lord. Uh, so Jeremy was really the only one that knew everything. Yes. Um, <laughs> how many titles were there? Well, it's funny because he was also there for. <laughs> All the chaos that came before the marathon. Uh, yeah. Most of the chaos. Not you got caught up the speed very quickly. I didn't know. I got there before you. Actually, we all got there before you did <laughs> yeah. on Saturday. I know. I know. Um, and then I forgot lanyards because oh, that's cool. That's okay. We'll talk about. That. We'll talk about that <laughs> offline. To be fair, we only forgot. Classic Andy. Woo! Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, Jesus Christ. Okay. You're right. <laughs> um, last year, I found out all the titles kind of against my will because Andy can't keep secrets and I'm nosy. And so this year I was like, just tell me what the fuck you're working with. So that's why I think I'm the only one that knew. Yeah, I, I want to say a couple of people knew some of the titles, yeah. but for the most part it Someone was... Someone let one slip in the lobby. Yeah. Oh, me? yeah. <laughs> no, him. apparently a worker. Oh. Ooh. Which one? We're going to have to do a crackdown. <laughs> what, <laughs> we got which one did they give away? <laughs> uh, the Warriors. Okay. Which, quite honestly, they were probably... Somebody probably pressed them, I yeah. think. Said what? What are in the movies? Oh no! The only one that knows the Warriors. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, yeah, we're gonna sit down and kind of talk about um, some of these movies. I, I think was first time watches in theaters for most of them. Yeah. Most of the titles. What there were? Well, that was that was gonna be my question. Is we all have at least one first time watch? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, for sure. But how many first time watches do we have in the group? There was. This group right here, four of us. I mean, of course I'd seen everything other than Neon Slime mixtape. I was split four and four. Really? Mm -hmm. What were the? We'll get into that. Yeah, we'll we'll get into it. Any first time? For sure, Impulse. Yeah. Okay. So I had three first time watches, even though I think I've technically seen one, but I remember nothing. Okay. So, yeah, um, we're just going to talk about the eight films. We'll talk about, you know, just our general th- feelings about it, leak out maybe some behind-the-scenes gossip. Who knows? We'll probably go deep into spoilers on the seventh movie, because I feel like you will give a warning, but you kind of have to, to talk uh, about it. with the mixtape? No. Oh, the sixth. Okay. <laughs> hey. Uh, sorry. No, no yeah. spoilers for the mixtape. The sixth one, we'll have to kind of covertly describe it and hype it up and... And then I say spoiler. Yeah, it, it's Andy will make a no- in the show notes. It's not unready film like you. It, it is available. It's absolutely, but it's not well. It known. deserves more recognition. It deserves a better restoration. And going in blind, I think, and is that that is big. the biggest strength of that movie. But anyway, we'll get to it. So yeah, we started off the day with the Witchfinder General. Uh, starring Vincent Price. With the tranquility of rural England shattered by civil war, evil was spawned at a time of strife in the land. Take him, Stern. Look for the devil's marks upon him. Right. Help us, you two. Pounding the innocent in violence and terror, this evil man showed no mercy in the pursuit and interrogation of his victims. He was called the Witchfinder General. So, the Witchfinder General, this is one that I talked about last year that I kind of wanted to yeah. double up with uh, Blood and Black Lace. Didn't end up doing it last year as Blood and Black Lace and Hard Ticket to Hawaii, which I think was good. It is, but what a odd pairing. What? Blood and Black Lace and Hard and w- Ticket to Hawaii. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I like I'm loose themes as well. What was that? No. The, the, there was really no know. theme with well, that. Well, what was... We should start with what is the theme for the double feature? Okay, so and the then... theme for this double feature are just con men played by pretty well-known actors that are acting pretty much against type. Yeah. So Witchfinder General, um, Vincent Price is just mean his whole get out. He plays Matthew Hopkins, who is based on... 
um, a person that is somewhat true where there were these kind of religious con men that would go around and give these, you know, accused witches tests of like, yeah, uh, if you can hold your wa- uh, breath underwater for like two minutes, then I guess you're not a witch, but you might yeah, also but be you're going to be dead. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if you survive, you're a witch. If, if you if you die, <laughs> well, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, we didn't believe you. But it, uh, what I really liked about the movie, I mean, number one, uh, I, there's a few movies of Vincent Price's repertoire that's like... I, I think there's highlights where he goes above what he's known for and mm-hmm. Witchfinder General for me was always a different role for him. I'm like, damn, he can be really nasty and cold. Straight savage. And yeah. just like, yeah, just, but leave you this disgusting impression even yeah. though like I've grown up knowing this man is, even though like he's played some messed up roles in the past, right. but he's always been charming. There's no charm. No. With this, with this character. Just cold, a, moral, superiority. Just a sleazeball that you just can't wait to, I'm, I'm right. to him get his. Think of another role that he did where he just acted like a total dick. And I mean, there was the movie The Mad Magician. I don't know that, if you yeah. see that. That's about it. That's yeah. about it. That's mm-hmm. the closest it really gets. And at least mm-hmm. that one, like, it was like a revenge film. So you're kind of like backing him a little bit. But mm-hmm. yeah, this one, you're just like, fucking kill this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Piece of shit. But no, I mean, I, I, was, I was very happy to just start off the day with such a bummer of a movie yeah Yeah. um i know you did warn us before it started that you know there are some kills that that are a bit disturbing yeah and i I don't know if there's like any particular one that got you but like you know the the woman that like gets lowered i think that's that's a big one for me um that one's pretty hard to watch Mm -hmm. there's just a couple of them that are just a little rough Mm -hmm. i mean i I mean all of those things are and I think there's more potency behind them because you know this shit kind of happened. Yeah. Not I even think, kind of. Wait, <laughs> you, you, were, you were giving hints yeah. before the movie started, and I thought the movie you were going to pick was Mark of the Devil. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I that mean, that would have been a fun one to start the day. With. I, I want to say that what that was on the short list because there was not not this year, but movies that I would be interested in getting um, to possibly show in a marathon. Because even though, it, especially just because they have the gimmick aspect with that with the barf bags, it would be really cool to do a marathon and just like hand out barf bags yeah. people will be like what the hell is this for you haven't done a barf bag since the fifth anniversary I it's been a minute so um yeah but was, was it the fifth or yeah it was, yeah, the, it trailer, was the fifth one trailer oh, okay. show yeah. fifth year in, we went from fifth year anniversary to 12 well <laughs> am i fucking kind of missed uh, i thought dr butcher had barf bags no, no. Okay. The oh, Severn Blu-ray. Se- yeah, Severn yeah. put out a Blu-ray. And uh, okay, they that has the, the barf bags. bags yeah. But the LNGH times five was for the five-year anniversary. Yeah, the Witchfinder General is one of those movies that I think gets passed by uh, Vincent Price enthusiasts, possibly because it it doesn't have really a lot of charm to yeah, it. Yeah, there's not a lot of camp to it. It's yeah. a very bleak yeah. British film, and it's it's directed by um, Matthew Reeves, who committed suicide shortly after this. Oh, um, This that. was his last film. And quite honestly, I think he only 
like directed one or two movies prior. Mm-hmm. Um, this was supposed to be his kind of breakout, and I, I don't know how well it did in the box office, but yeah, uh, kind of a sad story just because like it's very competently directed. Like, there's definitely at times I feel like there's an auteur kind of sensibility to it, but again, you know, I, I think my biggest takeaway with that director is that he was able to get Vincent Price to be fucking cold and mean, and that that's hard to do. <laughs> I I really enjoy Witchfinder General. That's one of my favorite Vincent Price roles, I think, so I wanted to start off the day with that. And then... I was approached by uh, Grindhouse Releasing, and they were like, hey, would you be interested in showing William Griffey's Impulse? Every few years, a motion picture is made which, by its very nature, demands that everyone see it. A motion picture that dares expose the innermost depths of the human soul. I thought I locked the door. Well, what are you doing here? A film which penetrates all preconceived ideas of fear. A film that explores the illusion of death. I had never even heard of it. And I knew about it for the longest time as the William Shatner farts on screen movie. (laughs) Because apparently, and I didn't really, I was poking in and out on impulse most people call that tech war but it's actually <laughs> impulse <laughs> but apparently he he like over acts over a fart <laughs> like he farts on screen and they left it in that, i i don't know at what point but i'll have to I definitely I'll chase missed it down. that uh, <laughs> countless yeah. possibility yeah <laughs> But anyway, I so I'd never seen it, and I'm like, well, I, I'm it not going to... the car wash. Right. <laughs> it's funny because this came around the same time, another title that I hadn't seen, but you had at Sundance. Oh, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, no, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it later, but um, this was the only other movie that I hadn't seen uh-huh. at this point when I was trying to secure, like, the first half was one that was a little tricky to secure everything on, but not too bad. Um, it was when I was talking to the guys at Grindhouse Releasing, and they were like, oh, we want to show this. I'm like, well, send me a screener. And when I read the synopsis, I'm like, okay, maybe this could work as like a con man aspect. Yeah. That's what I was trying to think of is like, I was really stuck on a theme. And honestly, as much as I love doing a theme, it's very hard to do. (laughs) So I may kind of like, that's why you don't see a lot of investment or like visual graphics that say like, oh, this is what the double feature is just because it's tough. I think I, it's I might a good abandon it, but connection. Yeah, it, sure, but it it is tough to. We'll talk about what happens when shit doesn't go according to oh, plan yeah. well, in the last we'll one. It. Yeah, but yeah, so Impulse was a movie that I watched in my office, which is something I absolutely hate to do. I like to watch screeners on 
my TV, mm-hmm. but I watched it in my office because it didn't matter. I got a 360p version yeah. <laughs> of the movie, and I'm like, oh, motherfucker. I probably could have got a VHS rip off of, like, Cinemageddon for this. <laughs> but there are plans to put it out in yeah, yeah. So they, either Blu-ray or 4K. Uh, as far as I know, it's just Blu-ray, but it is a 4K restoration, um, which is what we showed, and that was nice to actually see the movie a little better, even though I will say that the screener that I got was fine. Like I could see the restoration work. I'm just joking. It's, it looked even at that version, it looked way better than the VHS because the VHS copy that had been floating around. And I think somebody even uploaded it on YouTube is blown out to hell. Yeah. Cause I was, I was talking about this movie specifically to a lot of people at work and I'm like okay. showing them clips I'm like look how fucking amazing this movie is <laughs> <laughs> and like the quality on YouTube is just kind of Dogs. garbage yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. no it, so as in far comparison as I, it is beautiful as far as I know they do plan on putting it out on Blu-ray oh, hopefully later this year um, <laughs> it's actually played a couple of uh, weirdly enough it's played a couple of other horror mystery horror marathons um, that's what he was telling me he's like yeah I played down in Texas and it did really well I'm like okay well fuck it we'll do it I mean yeah. <laughs> I watched a movie and I really liked it I thought it was funny and like some it, of the shit that Shatner does oh, yeah. is it's it's just crazy it, it did get a lot of laughs from the audience yeah it, it's look it's it's probably one of the better William Griffey yeah. films <laughs> Uh, and I was laughing in my office, so I was like, okay, this is going to probably do pretty well with the crowd. It, I mean, it's no hard ticket to Hawaii, but <laughs> it, it's still <laughs> pretty funny. Fun. Yeah. And I do like this like, kind of team up of something bleak or something serious with something yeah. silly. And I think there's something to be said with even, you know, a lot, a lot of people, I feel, have seen Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Right. But... Like you haven't seen nobody seen crowd. like impulse. So oh yeah, yeah. That's where it's like the surprise. Like I again never heard of the movie mm-hmm. and was delighted. Well, it for a long time it, it's always been like falsely advertised. <laughs> if you if you take a look at the like VHS work, it, yeah, it's like a stressed man's face, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Clearly, a psychotic almost, slasher film. It looks right? like <laughs> it, I shoot you not. It looks like a scanner's ripoff or something, yeah. and it's totally not that. It, I, you know, it, and sometimes I think he even said it in the intro. I'm like, some might not even really consider this a horror movie, but he does like kill. Yeah, like yeah. these these women for the money, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, I really liked William Shatner. I was, I will say, I I didn't hear, I didn't hear that many people react to him just staring on screen on his introduction, because I was like, oh, I think people are gonna laugh at this, and I didn't really hear anything. <laughs> I think it was more like a, a feeling of uncomfort, where yeah. it's like, um, stop. wait what (laughs) but yeah uh, Impulse is a really fun one that I think a lot of people are going to have a blast with whenever it hits Blu-ray yeah Shatner definitely hams it up and I think for me personally it was like my favorite movie of the night because (laughs) one it was like my first time watch it was definitely you know in talking to everybody that kind of did the whole marathon it seemed like that and movie six were the the MVPs of the night or whatever. Yeah, you know this movie doesn't have a very high rating. It like doesn't a, like a four point eight on IMDb. And I know it's IMDb, but 
Um, it's like this is something that needs to be experienced with an audience. Oh, I agree. Sure. Yeah, and it's I think definitely it, better with an audience. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, yeah, you could watch Samurai Cup, but watching it with the audience is way better. And, and it's one thing to like grade it on like on a technical level because you know. Yeah, him technically acting, it's a fucking mess. Him hamming it up, like, <laughs> to fucking dialing it up to 11 is one thing, but the amount of entertainment you get from the movie <laughs> yeah. is something to be said about that. Right, right. <laughs> no, I, I absolutely, I, I cannot wait to own that on Blu-ray. Like when he bumps into the lady with the balloons, and he's like... Yes. <laughs> and that, cl- that clip's online. Yeah, uh, I'll, yeah. I'll link it up right. in the show notes. So if you missed the marathon, look at that clip and tell me... <laughs> That is not just unhinged hilarity. Oh, it's wild. <laughs> it's fucking wild. So, yeah, then we uh, took our first intermission. Seemed like everybody was having a good time. And then we got into the uh, street gang section. Yeah. Got I into some rough territory. Yes. Unintentional Steve James double feature. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the that is true. Um, so we started it off, and it's funny because it switched a couple of times and I even panicked I think the week of you made the right call for yeah. Yeah. switching the order because if well at first we were talking to see if we could get Bill to do like a Q&A and like in first preliminary talks it, it was as vague as like oh he might even be able to fly in or do do a Q&A and I'm like oh cool well then it kind of went down to uh, Zoom Q&A and then we just ran out of time because by the time I would do the Zoom Q and A, I would have to convert it. And yeah, and like that's running up against the wire. And plus, like I think it would only really work if we ended the double feature with Vigilante. Yes. So we instead, and I think thematically in the way like there's a vibe with movies I think walking out to the Warriors End music works way better than the Vigilante one uh, even though I love the Vigilante theme but yeah we started it off with Vigilante instead of the Warriors which I think was the good call um, mm. <clears throat> Vigilante is one of my favorite you know street gang kind of movies uh, much like Savage Streets which is also I, I mean it's hard for me to call that a street gang movie though <laughs> Because it's just punk kids. It's like street slash revenge. <laughs> right, so, right. Yeah. But like uh, Tenement, I love the yeah. movie Tenement. I, I love... You have a Vigilante t-shirt. I do have a, I have a Vigilante poster. I have a t-shirt. I have something else, I'm sure. Uh, I absolutely love Vigilante. I think yeah. J. Chadaway's score is amazing. I wish it would get released on vinyl, but I and, think... You know, at 13 uh, years, I'm surprised well, this is your first time showing this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've shown the trailer countless num- number of um, times. So I think talking with, which is funny, this marathon with the friends I started going to Grindhouse with, they would have a movie would be a block movie or a Landon oh, movie. Yeah. And yeah. There, are, there are both of their types of movies that I found out through them right. in this marathon. And right. I had seen Maniac, you know, Maniac Cop. Uncle Sam, <laughs> but Jesus. I had uh, I hadn't seen Vigilante till Michael Block showed it to me, and you know, kind of showed me the way. And yeah, that Jay Chataway score, which I I haven't watched this in forever, but goddamn, it really recently just watched hits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You asked me. I think you asked me outright. You're like, is it Vigilante? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think de- I also let deny? it slip. Yeah, you you let the first syllable like yeah, out I was right like, next to me. Yeah. 
could have been video. You don't know. No, I knew. I knew. It was video dead. Because <laughs> it was a V, not a V. Ooh. V. That's, a, that's a new name of our v. video club. It's the yeah. video ante. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's not bad. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny because I just bought the the 4K, and like I like I told you, I was like so yeah. close oh, to sending you a message like, "Hey, is this safe to watch?" I don't. <laughs> so I don't think the masters for the score exist because it's not the soundtrack's not included on the 4K release. Yeah. So Jay Chadway, the uh, apparently Spencer Hickman from Death Waltz, has confirmed with me because I asked. Mm-hmm. I'm like. Why isn't anybody putting this out? Yeah. Uh, and he's like, it's a killer score, but apparently the masters are long gone. Yeah, yeah. It's With that said, like, we uh, will constantly hear about things being found in basements, so I still have hope. That uh, would be nice. An asphalt jungle. An urban skyline of fear. Waiting. Watching. Destroying. You're not safe anymore to walk the streets when every hour 163 more people become victims of assault you live at the mercy of the animals who inhabit the streets of every city people who place little value on their lives and even less on yours you live in a country where 12 women are raped every minute where 65 people are murdered each day it's happening now. It's happening this minute. Um, do we <laughs> want to talk about the plot of this movie? Yeah, so Vigilante is really, I mean, oh. it starts off with just a whole bunch of... <laughs> sort of like, okay, it's, look. it's sort of like it's the intro, of... like Death Wish. Yeah. It's like yeah, Robert Forrester, but... Forrester, just average Joe. Yes. You know, blue collar. Yeah. Um living in New York and he's got some co-workers who are up to something they don't really know what um, they're talking about it on their lunch break then his uh, wife you know tries to intercept a, you know gang shaking down a gas station owner uh, they by pouring gasoline on this man <laughs> yeah. just ready to fucking set him on yeah. fire I was like holy shit um, she gets followed home and her son get well, son gets killed and she is seriously Which is injured. Probably one of the most violent deaths of yeah. a child I've <laughs> seen in a long yeah. time. Uh, yeah. I really, I don't know what this makes me to be, but I really wanted to come into the theater just to see what the reaction, reaction to that was, and I lost track. I did. I completely missed it, but I'm sure it, it was, was stone silence. Yeah. Pretty like, yeah. fuck. Yeah. Yeah, like, even though they don't show it, like they, they show it. They show the effect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's <laughs> that's what I mean by it. It's it's not like gratuitous. I don't know. It's but it's hard, impactful. It, yeah. It's hard to say because it's like it, it doesn't show you all the gore. It doesn't yeah. show you like the fine details, but it's just enough to fill in the blanks. Right. And but you're just like, oh, and isn't shit. that the argument that not seeing it is way worse? Yes, than, yes. I yeah. mean, it's the whole argument uh, we were just making about, you know, my six copies of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah, like there's barely any blood in that movie. You and the only blood got six. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think I got less, but <laughs> I think it's it's not so much like what you see in that scene, but it's the reaction of the mom. Yes. Oh, like, and, yeah, yeah. And, like I it's think the whole editing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the editing is done very well on that. 
I mean, most of the editing on Lustig's films are done very yeah. well. Um, but no, yeah, this this movie is. It, I think it's I, one thing I was worried about is I didn't want people to like think that I was condoning like. This Child MAGA, oh. no, this like MAGA <laughs> outlook of like just take the law in your own hands. This very topical right now right. discussion, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> because you can definitely paint that picture and be like, yeah, this is what's wrong with like people. But on the same token, it's just like this is also a fictionalized hellhole. Right. <laughs> yes, it is New York City. Yeah. And in in the eighties, it was not a great place, but I mean, for movies, but (laughs) yeah, like there is obviously some truth in it. Uh, Otherwise, we wouldn't have gotten movies like Death Wish and uh, other vigilante films. Mm -hmm. But no, this one I really like because Fred Williamson, I think, is really great in it, and uh, who's not as tall as he'd like. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, Robert Forrester, uh, you know, you could have your little Forrester checklist. Does he talk about his hair? Yes, he does. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I I think his turn in it, and he wants to play by the law, and he's like, no, we have to do everything by the law. And then when the law betrays him, that's when he's just like, well, I don't know what to do. And his whole world turns upside Mm -hmm. down. And I don't want to give too much away. Like, it's a great movie. I, I heard a lot from people that had not seen that movie. Quite a few people. And I was like, holy shit, that's amazing. Okay. Was this anybody here's first time watch? No. No. Uh-huh. Sweet. I, I know I, well, I, <laughs> I blind bought that 4K, and that was my first time watch. Oh, so that was really? probably okay. about two years ago, I think. Yeah. So. It was so pretty fresh. Mm-hmm. I mean, what was your takeaway? with the movie like did it shine above other vigilante movies or i i think the what i got out of it was from the opening like i mentioned death wish yeah but the difference isn't so much someone getting revenge on just violence in the city but on just the the perpetrator of the yeah the crimes yeah and so that's kind of like with vigilante movies they're only really two that they don't get I feel like maybe there's more that don't get revenge on the actual perpetrators of the crime there's the original Death Wish yeah and then uh, the uh, Fighting Back starring oh the Tom Skerritt one Tom Skerritt one yeah the trailer I showed you fought fought Kato as well yeah Um, I'm really excited to check that one out because I've never seen it I found that at a thrift store oh that's awesome yeah 10 plus years ago and it's fucking great yeah I've been wanting to see it because you I was you can't borrow it well <laughs> I'll, I'll wait until Arrow puts it out on Blu-ray <sighs> so the lawyer that lets the killer like oh, off yeah. the hook is, oh, yeah. is our favorite uh, Joe Joey Spinell Joey yeah. Spinell baby now was this his last feature Joey Spins it, no I, I don't think so I want to say he had a few more because um, isn't The Undertaker after this yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. last Good horror call. movie was also what year was yes. around here. Vigilante, I think it was eighty uh, one. Yeah, eighty one. Okay, yeah. Um, some places I think maybe it didn't come out until eighty two. I could be wrong on that. I know this though. was definitely the time where he was having a huge problems with drug and drugs and alcohol. Yes, and yeah. Um, kind of putting a strain on his relationship with Lustig. 
Yeah, it, which is very unfortunate. Yeah. But um, oh uh, yeah, I was way off. What? That there was you did plenty. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> he did. Yeah, he did a lot of stuff after. I was this. gonna I'm say just... uh, he was. Yeah, he was still in the business for a minute after mm-hmm. this. But I mean, it is. It's also great to watch these New York films. These films that are set and shot in New York City and seeing people like Joe Spinell or seeing like other character actors like uh, Willie Cullen is in it uh, there's there's so many st- so many good things totally forgot movie. Steve James is one yeah, of the cops Steve James is one of the cops who is also in The Warriors the yes. next film that we showed so um yeah, I would highly recommend Vigilante if you've never seen it. And surprisingly, I think there was a good chunk of people, not as many as who didn't see Vigilante, um, but there was a good chunk of people who had never seen The Warriors. Yeah. Which was surprising to me. Really? <laughs> It's one of those know. people I, know like the scenes from, but maybe have never seen it. Well, I think where it became surprising, and this is probably definitely going to show my age, uh, is that movie used to play on TV all the time? On TNT almost every yeah. Friday or Saturday night. Yeah. And I think that's how I originally saw it. But now you don't have those staples anymore. No. And like, especially. It's all sitcoms. Hell, like, if you want to get this on Blu ray, you have to import it from yeah. Australia mm-hmm. to get the theatrical cut. Good Otherwise, night. you're going to get the director's cut. So, do you want to talk about with Paramount trying to. Oh, yeah. So. On this one, um, typically, like, if I don't reach out to the company, if it's a studio deal, which this is Paramount, so obviously a studio, I just let the theater kind of deal with it. They kind of broker the deal on on my behalf, and I'm like, hey, I want to show the Warriors. Can you just find out what the terms are? And it's very imperative we get the theatrical cut. (laughs) I get an answer back, and they're like, yeah, they got it. It's uh, X amount. You know, do you want it? I'm like... Yeah, but only but. if it's the theatrical cut. And then I don't hear anything, and I email her, and I'm like, hey, what's going on? I haven't heard anything. Oh, yeah, I sent him an email. I haven't heard anything. Is it really that big of a deal? Yes. And I'm like, yes. 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 I'm like, I will not book this unless it's the theatrical cut. Balls in your that's, court. That's eventually what I had to say. And finally, like, it was no big deal, but... Paramount essentially had to go and make sure that they had the theatrical cut on a DCP. What's the version that's on Paramount Plus? Um, I think that might be. So here's the thing is like getting the theatrical cut. It, it's tough to track down, but it's not impossible mm. because it was on Amazon Prime for a long period of time. It was on Netflix for a yeah. long period of time. It wouldn't surprise me if the version that's on Paramount Plus is the theatrical version. But there's no way to tell either, I don't think. Because if, like, you go to Just Watch, mm-hmm. I want to say that, like, it doesn't list it as two separate movies. So it's it's a crapshoot. Um, is there a runtime difference between the two? Or not much. Not, really, not no. much. It's, like, maybe a minute no. or two possibly but yeah but uh, those added like the director's cuts like shorter somehow yeah i i think they they try to tighten the pace a little bit or at least walter hill did but it's really just the crappy like animated cut it detracts from the film yeah Yeah. it's just it really stands out yeah it's not in a good way never seen the director's cut because i read 
so many bad things about it. It's and not... the theatrical Paramount DVD was out of print when oh, yeah. his director's cut mm-hmm. came out. So I found it used mm-hmm. um, back then. But I ended up it just buying it. It, a it makes this late seventies movie look like they spliced in like more current. Well, yeah, it looks out of touch. It's, yeah, it's, it, it doesn't. It's not changes. It, the changes are detrimental just mm-hmm. by default because they are inserting footage that is not of the era. When did they do that? I think it was 2006. Yeah. Oh, I th- yeah. I want to say it was earlier. So I think around the same time as The Watchmen did the same thing kind of. Um, the Watchmen was 2009. Yeah. yeah. But um, it was like comic book movies, they weren't like what they were before, you know. Disney right, but there MCU, was something happening where there was a like, whole comic book thing happening. Yeah. It was um, the Wild West before, you know, Marvel. So they, they were really uh Inspired by Angley's Hulk. Right. <laughs> As were a lot of things. <laughs> um, Revolutionized the but industry. But yeah, I was, of course, I haven't seen this in for fucking ever. Right. Yeah. Um, I will say something I didn't talk about, but last year I was, first of all, I mean, Steve James, you <laughs> can't even tell he's in it. He's one of the baseball furies. Right. Um, he's barely but in But shout out to stunt coordinator. And one of the best action directors, in my opinion, Craig R. Baxley. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Um, Storm of the Century director. Action Jackson? I'm well aware. <laughs> okay. I'm well aware. Anyways. We don't um, have to flop out our waders. So <laughs> last year, during Hard Ticket to Hawaii, uh-huh. I, cause I was like, Andy, are you going to give out like little Frisbees for people to throw? He's like, no. So I went to Five Below on my way to the theater. <laughs> Got a frisbee, slapped a Slap sticker it on it, the brain sticker, yeah, it. and then threw it yeah. during that. And I got asked by an attendee, "Are you doing something this year for one of the uh, movies?" Shit. And so I was like, oh, "What can I do?" And then I was like, "Oh fuck, the fucking bottle clinking." Oh. But by the time <laughs> I thought about that, because so in the movie he is using pony bottles, yes, and that's why he's able to do. They're seven ounce bottles, so they're a lot lighter, a lot uh-huh. shorter. I went to the liquor store that's in between our houses <laughs> and was like, I know I'm not going to find... You can't find, like, M- Miller Pony bottles unless you're, like, ordering for a bar and, like, after COVID, nobody has them anymore, which yeah. is kind of a good okay. thing. You got to go out to my area, bro. <laughs> I guess, yeah. But I bought the core stubby bottle so i was like johnny lawrence friday night <laughs> fucking killing course banquet um and i was like they're too heavy i can't like do it like the yeah so i was like i'm not doing anything then oh, but i was gonna he tried i had timed it up yeah like when it starts like as soon as the the car they're in stops like it's like that's when it starts like, yeah okay got the timing down but <laughs> Just <laughs> at least you didn't get the idea to start throwing baseball bats. Oh, uh, we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about the what Niles asked I was gonna do <laughs> later, which is way worse and probably a felony. <laughs> <laughs> kind of off topic, but kind of on topic. Is that audio mistake still in the Warriors? Like right before that scene where you can hear them say action. Like the last bit of I action, I've never caught that. Oh, I, I don't think I've caught that either. Caught it once. It's you just hear the. Mm. Warriors. Warriors. 
think they would have like fixed it on the Blu-ray? Possibly. Yeah. Because I have I have the old Paramount DVD. Oh, so do I. Yeah, somewhere down yeah. here. Why do people feel the need to fix things? Quit it. <laughs> Qu- quit it. We were just talking about this last night. Quit uh, it, Sam Raimi. <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah. I, my dad's seen the movie like f- over 100 times. I wonder if he's ever noticed. So the Ultimate Director's Cut was released in 2005. I was oh, going to say, okay. okay. That was close. Yeah. yeah I wanted to but, say like 2004, 2005. Now, what, like... When you made the call, and they're like, "Does it really matter which version you get?" And it's like <laughs> well, kind of surprising that even they're like, uh, "Well, was that? no, that wasn't Paramount. That was the theater act, yeah. okay. basically gotcha. saying it." And I, okay. I think the theater knew exactly what what the deal was, mm-hmm. and I am thankful that they had a DCP because they could have easily said, "No, we don't have it. We only have what the director wants, which is the director's cut." And that would, that might explain why this, the theatrical cut was was so. Um, what, is something wrong? No, 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 no. That was me being like, yeah. I was just <laughs> oh, like, okay. <laughs> it's just fanfare. Like having, yeah, having to, anyways. Okay. Um. So that would probably explain just why the theatrical cut has just not gotten like a proper release for so many years. Yeah, it could just I be mean, Walter Hill being stubborn. Yeah, because I believe he has enough control that he has to supervise the release. Okay. I mean, that is... That's his calling card. That's his baby. So I I get it. But on the same token, you know, Imprint out in Australia, they put out the director's cut and the theatrical cut. So there's some workarounds there. Yeah. So what I was worried about was we were going to not have a DCP for the theatrical cut. I'm like, well, I'll just create a DCP from the Imprint theatrical cut. Mm -hmm. But, you know, ideally, that's not what you want to do. Um, because there is way more information in a DCP, even if, if it's like a 1080p file, there's still more information. A lot of people kind of miss that fact. Like whenever we were doing um, what tales from, or tales from the blind dead, tombs of the blind dead, um, like I got the raw scan of that, and that was like a quarter of a terabyte or something. <laughs> so I was worried that like I'm not used to creating DCPs uh, from like raw files. Yeah. Holy shit! It, it worked out fine, but it was scary. And you know, I think a lot of people, even though you are getting a 1080p resolution, it's still it's not like it's close to theatrical quality but it's not quite theatrical quality because they have to compress it through blu-ray anyway i've lost the i've lost the class (laughs) (laughs) everybody's playing on their phones well i'm just kind of looking up info i like walter hill he i guess he has to sign off or get the okay yeah and i know james cameron does is it's the same situation where you know that's why the abyss isn't on blu-ray well, is because he has to sign off on like i told that the abyss will be out this year we'll see. yeah we'll see yeah, we'll see wait on I'll aliens jimmy <laughs> we'll see so, but i'm trying to find whether um, or not that version of the warriors is readily available oh yeah but it's so hard to find find out you have to like almost test it one by one and i know some of those places you have to pay most of the conversation has been about like the theatrical (laughs) cut and the director's cut but it's just it's it's so widely known by fans that how hated the director's cut is yeah i mean 
direct. I think it. I think it messes with a lot of the vibe of the movie. It does. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love that score um, mm-hmm. by Barry Devereisen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's especially in the one of my favorite scores. The intro on the subway is so yes. great. You know, directors' cuts aren't always. Or unrated cuts aren't always what's best. Right. Like, I know mm-hmm. it's a terrible comparison, but like the dumb and dumber unrated version, <laughs> the pacing is so thrown off. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Just or because, like, I mean, there's typically good reasons scene. Yeah. things are cut. In this scenario, he tried to George Lucas it without George Lucas it. Mm-hmm. He's yes. just like, I'm going to fit it. I want to make sure people know this is a comic book movie, so I'm going to do and, this. And sure, like shut up, Walter. It, yeah. It's like I don't, I don't Look get why Wally. you're over-explaining this. It's a comic book movie because you have like these outlandish gang characters. Uh, it's already I, like a <laughs> a mythical movie, right. anyways, because that's supposed to be the whole feel. Where it's like all these fic, you know, hundreds of fictitious gangs. Three hundred. Right. Can you count? Three hundred. Can, Can you, you count, count suckers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zack Snyder 300 you know? uh, <laughs> more comic books it looks like there books. is a um, Warriors uh, limited edition steel book that the Blu-ray is the director's cut but the DVD, DVD is, is oh. the theatrical cut yeah so it's yeah. funny because Paramount's and that's it, about 20 bucks I don't know what it is I, I have a feeling that Walter Hill just does not want the theatrical cut to be released I I don't know. I don't get it. Just give I us really what we don't. want. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean... Give me what I want and I'll go it's away. It's like Paramount, <laughs> Paramount was trying to do a compromise like, how about we just give you the DVD? We got plenty of these just like on a spindle. Right. Yeah. But look, The Warriors is uh, an amazing film, especially to see on the big screen. I mm-hmm. think it kind of plays more into the open world kind of aspect. Yeah. Um, sadly, I that was another movie that I was in and out on, but um, I did try to come out in certain parts. But yeah, yeah, that was my first time seeing it in the theater. Mine too. So surprising. Yeah. Same. That's cool. I mean, yeah. um, but like, I know Tivoli used to show Tivoli it. Tivoli used to show it. And I wonder what version they showed. N- most they, of the time, I think they showed the theatrical. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Interesting. Um, R.I.P. Tivoli. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one that got um, but, bought by the. I remember church, yes. church, yeah. after Vigilante by God. Yeah. Who we're not gonna change anything. We're gonna keep it, you know, with the historical well, aspect yeah, of show can, films. But we catch this. I hope you like Kurt Cameron. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> the Left Behind saga. <laughs> oh, you know who directed one of the Left Behind oh, movies? Oh god. Craig Baxley. Uh, oh the third really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Hey man, you gotta eat. <laughs> Even if it's ramen. But I I can't tell you how excited I was. Like after Vigilante, when the the next movie came on, I saw that Ferris wheel. I turned to Yana and was like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> That's so. I mean, I think Roger took a minute. I yeah. Think, um, I was like, "Dude, really?" It's been no, it's been like a good fifteen I, years since I seen this movie. Oh. It's not it's not fair because I knew. Really, All I have but. to do is like see the image of the Wonder yeah. Wheel and hear the first note, and I'm like, "Warriors fall." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like you know this movie. Oh yeah, but you don't know you know it, and it's gonna bug the. Shit out of here. The reason why it was in that slot also was, you know, last year that was the same slot the Blob remake played, which was our only repeat. We didn't do any repeats this year. Um, And I was like, you know what? It's a common enough movie that, like, if people need to take a break, perfect opportunity to take your little lunch break. So I will say, because, you know, with the 
way it times played out last year for the blob I, almost all of us took a lunch break during the beginning of the blob um food came out quick i know in between movies four and five was their evening rush i heard i talked to yeah. an employee later where the kitchen got their asses handed to them for two hours um between four and five between movies four and five okay so the intermission yeah but second intermission is starting they from got that and then they got the normal crowd yeah so they oh. got the normal crowd and they got the late night grindhouse crowd and that's why i was like <laughs> oh. for some reason it was like movie four you know i watched cyrus got killed and yeah. i was like i'm ordering food and yeah. i'm so glad i did because i know ren and niles ordered in between the movies and like I don't know what happened with that, but we we got ticket times got slow. It happened. We like, well, we met with them and we ordered our food, and our food came out, and I had to end up asking. I'm like, hey, they ordered before uh, us. Oh damn! And I'm like, can you see what's going on? And I think it had been sitting in the kitchen. Oh, so have been eh. sitting in the window. Whatever, Anyways, it's hey. fine. They got their food. Yeah, they didn't. But, you know, just hearing like that seems to be the sweet spot is ordering. Yeah, and you got to think about it. It's a Saturday night for business, and apparently the kitchen was prepping for like the Mother's Day shit they were doing. Yeah, so which is also I saw death. that when I was dropping off the content for the for the marathon, I was yeah. like, "Oh shit, you guys are doing like a Mother's Day brunch yeah. with Wizard of Oz and like <laughs> yeah. at least I think four brunch plates or something like that." Oh, yeah. I was like, holy shit. Brunch is already its own hell, and then you yeah. put Mother's Day on it, and you just want to die. <laughs> anyway. So I felt so bad. But it seemed I like they too. were doing fine. I mean, there was, I, I did tell them in an email, I'm like, guys, you might want to have two bartenders for the evening, just because us alone, we're probably... People are going to start drinking. Well, that's probably most of their bar business anyways. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like they'd get decent, but. And especially with, I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, that yep. was, you know, that came out. It was like its <laughs> second weekend. Yeah. That yeah. Was a thing. yeah. But like people were still, you know, going to see that. So they were, they were still getting a steady amount of business versus like their typical kind of like, uh, it's, it's okay. You know? Let's see, yeah, but um, no, I was super super happy with like I didn't have any issues with the the bar whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So, um, of course, fun fact: since they had um, the what is the IPA that was on the forehands? Oh, incarnation, incarnation, that keg blew, and they put on yep. by coincidence or <laughs> divine intervention, vigilante. <laughs> Who makes that? Forehands. Forehands makes yeah, vigilante. They make it for Mission Taco Joint. Oh, so it's a Mexican style lager. Yeah. Oh fuck! I vigilante. wish I would have known that. I would have got that. Well, <laughs> boy, if only there was someone you could ask. Oh. Um. Anyways, let's move on to movies. <laughs> so five and six. What is the theme of movies? So five and this six? one is definitely the looser theme, where it was just like, oh, you know those late 80s movies that feel like 90s movies and maybe feel ahead of their time um yeah that was the feeling for this one and i did preface this double feature i'm like movie number six is one of my holy grails yeah. and it's funny because if you go uh to our instagram account again destroy the brain 
uh, I posted on a story from like I think it was almost three years ago it was or 2020. something. Twenty twenty. Yeah, and somebody asked Short what here, my Andy. yeah, what my white whale was, and I gave two films, and Anguish was one of them, which was movie six. But movie number five was a movie called I Madman, directed by T. Bortakis, yeah. who is the guy who directed The Gate and The Gate Two and some Hallmark movies and works work baby <laughs> some sci-fi do you know what gets played on TV a lot more than the gate all those Hallmark movies I know so. I know so whatever whatever fills the bill <laughs> uh, apparently he did like some action movie not that long ago with um, oh shit I, I forget some, yeah you know was this TV anyone's episode. first time watch yes yes mm-hmm. yours that, as well yeah I remembered yeah like okay yeah Um, I had caught this I hadn't seen it back in like 2015 or 16. I caught it on this TV. Oh shit! Okay, and it was that was um, probably back when they were playing a lot of MGM titles, right? Well, it's all because it's like it the MGM, MGM library. Yeah, yeah, like um the Sci-Fi Channel. That's also MGM. Yeah. Why can't I think? Anyway, Comet. Comet. Yes. Um, so I tuned in on when she is walking around her apartment before she sees him at the bus stop. And was just like, this movie's fucking <laughs> just entranced by it. Um, you want to talk a little bit about yes. what it's about? So I Madman. So I will need help with this because it's Uh-oh. been a while since I've seen it. Oh yeah, you didn't get to. I didn't get to watch it front to back. But from what I remember, it's a uh, actress Jenny Wright, who you might remember from Near Dark. Um. She plays this woman who uh, she works in a bookstore, yes. but is just this loves reading and loves getting entranced in two books. And she comes across this pulp novel called I Madman. Well, it's uh, the, his first book she's reading. Oh, that's right. That's apartment. right. So reads and finishes the first book and starts tracking down his she knows he has a second book called Pri- I Madman prior to the internet so um, she did she actually did research and uh, finds this other book and starts getting kind of weirded out it, in a weird in a weird very way it almost feels like hallucinations like in the mouth of madness mm. <laughs> Ooh, even though be a good double feature I think so too but in the mouth of madness kind of meets dark man in a way yeah I, I mean um, what's interesting what always interests me about this movie is it feels like this kind of weird 60s throwback kind of movie but it's not it it does take place in the 80s as as some of the hairstyles will show you and like her her um the the cop he's very 80s um but also like some of the shots in this movie like especially the monster reveal shots i'm like holy shit these are really cool and they just kind of burn in your brain and it's a very like the script definitely has a couple of issues, but it's yeah. pretty fucking clever. But so as she's reading this second novel, she is, you know, first of all, like having vivid dreams, hallucinations of the books, but at the same time, right. people being murdered in the same order and in the same way as the novel. So if I do triple features, we'll do In the Mouth of Madness. I Madman and Brain Scan. Oh, yeah. Wow. That is. Woo. Um, and so she is like, no, this is happening 
because like I know this is happening because it's in the book, but she right. makes herself look like the she looks like a suspect because right. like how do you know all these people are dying this way? And you know some and you know like she knows like some of the fine body details parts and stuff. are being yeah. taken from victims, um, which is a really it almost starts to kind of lean into like a Frankenstein territory, but then ditches it. it, it it's weird because like the, I think the biggest problem with the film is it's a little misguided and gets a little too hung up on some of the visual aspects of it. Yeah. Even though I think they stand out and I think they make the film above average, you can tell that like, Oh, I have to set up this visually striking shot and, and that's supposed to keep the audience enthralled. And there's, they're in there, but it's also like, Oh, I wish there was more to the story or, um, there's a couple of parts where it's just like, oh, I wish they could have fleshed this out a little bit more. But I still think for a movie that was made in 89, when you think about like that time in horror, it was pretty much like slasher burnout. And, yeah. you know, nobody was really doing anything like this. And I think a lot of people tend to forget like how much of a technical marvel that the gate is like you look at some of those behind the scenes and the perspective shots it's amazing that like essentially two three people kind of came up with this because that's what it really boils down to and and the second person being the guy that plays the murderer in i madman um oh, i'm gonna mess up his name i think it's william randall cook or something like that um randall william cook randall william cook damn it hey, that was good I, I you know that was close um, but he did special effects on the gate. He also did special effects on I Man Man and plays the the kind of killer character. So, um, or the doctor, I should yes, say. Yes, the doctor. <laughs> the man with From the, the school. I should recognize <laughs> his doctorate. But um, no, I think I Man Man's like just one of those kind of, you know, late 80s gems. Um, there was a movie that I was thinking about trying to get and hopefully it would be possible maybe next year because I hear there's a 4K restoration of uh, Mute Witness, which is oh. another movie that I absolutely... I know that's like 92, I think. Yeah. But another, like, fucking tour de force kind of gem that knocks you on your ass and you're like, holy shit, that movie's really cool. And now that you think about it, it's like nobody's really talking about it. And it's because of the availability. Absolutely. Like, it doesn't stream anywhere. Most kids today are not going out to buy DVDs. No. Yes. Speaking of availability, <laughs> so, so I'm Madman. Yeah. Uh, I'm Madman is out of print. I think the Blu-ray is 80 bucks on Amazon, but there's Jesus. like two copies of the MGM DVD for eight. <sighs> so who did you have to go through to book this? MGM. Okay. We, we went through a company that we booked most of the MGM stuff. So this and Witchfinder General, we booked through them. So and Kino, the, get on that. But, but <laughs> as you'll later find out, not all MGM is owned by oh, this company. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm I, Man is, unfortunately, this is, yeah, another title that is out of print. I don't think it's streaming anywhere. If it is, I'll, keep, we'll drop I mean, links in the we keep show saying notes. Kino, but they don't have like a, uh, they have a streaming been, service, quote unquote. Yeah, Kino's been, and the reason why we keep saying Kino is they've been picking up a lot of the MGM catalog that, you know, Scream Factory has gone out of print. So like 
to live and die in LA. Not necessarily a Scream Factory title, but a Shaft Factory title, MGM. They lost the rights. That went out of print. That went for stupid amounts of money. And now the 4K is coming out. I mean, there are. There have been two Blu ray releases for New Year's Evil, which is something I never thought I would see in my life. I know. It's kind of getting to the point like. Look, I, I mean, now that I'm 4K, that's great, but I don't need to upgrade everything to 4K. Yeah. Um, I think I'm okay with the Blu-ray transfer, but... I don't believe you. Well, it's yeah, you. I'm going to fucking buy Creepshow. That, yeah, that's stick, fucking Creepshow. Creep I'm going to buy To Live and Die in LA because I love that movie. Um, Even though it's not horror. Sorry. Um, no, you're fine. Uh, so, I forgot that this movie is kind of a Christmas movie <laughs> <laughs> very I mean they mention you know going to meet the parents for Christmas and right. then there's, she's got a little tree in there in the library which oh, there is like so Jeremy's um, like I'm Madman and I come in peace no, no, no. well no another Craig R. Baxley thank you for closing that loop but, remember this episode because this might be a trivia um, <laughs> it's not going to be a trivia category no did you know um, it's Christmas there's a library so because I made this joke to yeah. Roger because I was sitting next to him uh, at Niles but um, in the library there's also a Christmas tree and so I said Oh fuck! This and Soul Survivor because oh, you're both in LA and you're gonna call it. Do they know what's Christmas time? Yes. <laughs> uh, but there is something I really liked in that library scene where it's the help. There's a shot of the help desk and she's standing oh. behind it. You know, if you need help, please wait here. Yeah. While like they're trying to lure him, just love that. Like yeah. There's a lot know, of composition, little kind yeah. of jokes and setups in that movie. That I mean, it's more like a, I don't think it's a joke. It's more like a setup. Yeah. No. But. Yeah. I, I I meant to say like visual gags. Yeah. I guess that's okay. maybe a sure. better term than no. joke. But yeah, visual setup, <laughs> I visual just call gag. It semantics. <laughs> I just call it pictures on the screen. <laughs> but yeah, I Man Man is I really great. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully, Kino will put it out, or somebody will put it out. I hope. I love like the like how it keeps like the pulp aspect to it. It does something about that. It's a very hyper realized film, and I I think that's what really stuck in my brain Mm. on it. Even though I hadn't seen like. I had to make the DCP for that, and I got it from the Blu-ray. And I'm like undoing the plastic. I'm like, you know how much people pay for this right now? <laughs> you could have used my open copy. Oh, yeah. I like the look of like the main villain. Like he's like grotesque. Yes, like, absolutely. Like a, like a, kind of like a bizarro like Van Gogh character, yeah. and like he just looks so fucking cool. It's a very cool design. Like he just came right out of the book. Yeah. Pumble Picasso like, was Paul never Bart called is, an asshole. I don't know. It's cool as shit. <laughs> but yeah, I Man Man. Uh, I think that's a gem that a lot of people haven't seen. And yeah, I think it's definitely worth a watch. Absolutely. And mm. I feel like a lot of people were into that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next one. This was the, the Holy Grail. And I was able to get Anguish. This is a film that I've probably chased after for years and I think correct me if I'm wrong but I think at like one point I just showed it in the backyard yeah. <laughs> that's what I remember, remember that mm-hmm. I was like motherfucker I'm never gonna get to show it I'm just show it now so uh, it, the, the next was, day I went out and bought it so, yeah. <laughs> so was this 
all of you had seen it before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had seen at least the opening. Yeah. But I really don't remember anything after the reveal. It's a movie that I remember picking up on VHS, and I don't think I really appreciated it at the time because I also thought I was getting a different movie, even mm-hmm. though on the back of the VHS, I think it does say it's a... Uh, I'm going to keep it spoiler-free because I, I really want people to see this movie with virgin eyes and uh, virgin ears. <laughs> a little late for that, brother. Oh, God, you dirty sons of a bitches. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm going to do my best not to yeah, see uh, to spoil anything, but a lot of things were about eyeballs and spirals and hypnotism, and I was like, oh, this might be a weird movie, and that is in there for the first 19 minutes. And I'm like, oh, what? and then this happens and I'm like oh this is cool and I remember seeing it as a kid and I'm like oh this is cool but I kind of wanted the real story um I, but <laughs> I could probably like sum it up like we could probably talk a little bit about the beginning where yeah, yeah. it's about like this awkward eye doctor who lives with his mom played by Zelda Rubenstein yeah and the eye doctor is played by, by the Michael- recently late yeah, Michael, Michael Warner. Warner. I know him best as playing the mayor in the '98 Godzilla. <laughs> he played Mayor, <laughs> mayor Ebert. <laughs> yes. Um, and so the the mom has like this telekinetic connection with his son, right? And is making him go on a killing spree. And since he's an eye doctor, all he's obsessed with is eyeballs. Because she thinks well, she's that, like, obsessed he's with a the doctor. eyeballs as well. Mm-hmm. She thinks he's a doctor mm-hmm. and is the best surgeon in town. Mm-hmm. So he's just an orderly. But he's yeah, that. he's apparently just an orderly at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there is an obsession with eyeballs. Yes, and he stalks this couple mm-hmm. and. Uh, f- like gets his gets their address and goes to their house. Well, it was a patient who was extremely yeah, right. rude to him. Who was a yeah. total bitch. Getting, so. I'm uh, talking Vincent Price and Witchfinder General. Right. <laughs> yeah, she was getting new contacts and they yeah. hurt and mm-hmm. come to realize maybe uh, unintentionally or intentionally uh, the Ron prescription was mm-hmm. in in the contact so he was bringing new contacts I, to I her. think that was just horseshit <laughs> I think it was too um, did anybody but else they also felt like, better she said yeah. she was like well, how would you feel know much he's better. not even a doctor <laughs> yeah you don't question him <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't overreact to the fact that this guy went to her just shows up and knows their address and everything. Well, here's here's the oddest thing about the movie is it's obviously I think some of the shots are actually shot in LA and it's supposed to take place in LA but it's definitely not all American actors Mm -hmm. (laughs) except for Zelda Rubenstein Mm -hmm. and uh, Mike Lerner those are your American actors Mm -hmm. and uh, I did have a minor freak out because I had to create the DCP for this Uh, I thought uh, I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> I mean, that's that, I had some late, what late you, minute sweats. Is it what you shared with me, where you're like, "Wait yes. a minute, why yeah. is the audio fucked?" Oh no, no, no! It oh, okay. wasn't. It wasn't that it was fucked. I thought I had it in the wrong language because of the source I used. Oh, <laughs> cinema again strikes again. No, 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 no! <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you about it 
when um, we get to it. But yeah, um, so that is the basic gist of the movie. If you do not want this film spoiled for you. And that's only like 20 minutes of the movie. I highly <laughs> recommend that you jump out now so, because you need to see this movie. Maybe you should put show notes. Like, in the you show didn't notes, in last year. Yeah, in the show notes, uh, there will be a link to buy the Blue Underground DVD. But also for the spoilers we're about to talk about, so you can skip over it. Yes, I'll have a timestamp, so... Go to the show notes. Do it now. Look for the section. Spoilers. If you don't want spoilers, then click. Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. Oh my God! (laughs) Jesus. Okay. Point of no return. Here we go. Okay, so one of the gimmicks with uh, Anguish is when he arrives at this lady's house and puts the contacts in, and then he goes to kill them and take out an eyeball we start to see that the print starts to look a little more damaged mm-hmm. yeah, and there's like cigarette burns in the something's yeah. not right like it's not necessarily in focus as sharply as it should be and I'm like oh yeah that's you know at first I freaked out <laughs> what a shit was like, transfer oh fuck and I'm like wait no dummy this is where it happens <laughs> and when I created the DCP which I created from the German Blu-ray release which granted I will say very good release mm-hmm. I just think it could it could look a, better, a little better yeah um, I think that illusion could probably play a little better with that as well um, but essentially what happens and what's great is there's a twist every changeover so most changeovers are about 15 to 20 minutes and that's when a reel changes to the next reel right Mm -hmm. so when we see that first cigarette burn and we see the damage we're like oh okay well this just must be a bad print and then at one point you're like why is this like camera still going down when it doesn't feel what's the black (laughs) what's happening Oh fuck, we're in a theater. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And what's interesting about it is the reason why I wanted to bring up how when I created the DCP of it, I was looking at the audiograph and it's stereo up until like 19 minutes. Really? I'm like, what the fuck? And at first I thought something was wrong and I play the file. I'm like, oh, this is when the reveal. Oh fuck, that's gonna be wild. So I make the DCP and I told everybody I'm like I'm making a point to watch this from the beginning to the end that's the only movie I really care about right now mm-hmm. and when that did happen the 5.1 kicks in you hear popcorn chewing and right. like some of the side speakers I'm like oh my god this is amazing <laughs> <laughs> because like I forgot you know they have conversations there's like a little bit of dialogue between the sisters or friends I forget um but the two girls that are inside the theater watching the movie, so we're revealing that the Zelda Rubenstein, Mike Lerner film is a film called The Mommy. And now we are introduced to these two girls who, I guess, teenage girls yeah. um, that are watching the movie. One's a little younger, I assume, because she's getting a little more freaked out she's and affected the by the movie. <laughs> And she's like, oh my God, this is so gross. Isn't it because he's going to watch a movie in The Mommy? He's going to watch The Lost World in the theater. In the film for The Mommy, there's a point where he, Michael Lerner's character, goes into the movie theater. And that's when all this, another changeover happens with the film and we get another twist. 
So what the second reel is, I'm just going to start referring them to reels because I think that's how it's designed. The first reel is the introduction of the movie within the movie. Yeah as just the movie the second reel is now we're introduced to a new film where it's people watching that film and then the the girls getting freaked out and it's not just like oh it's a scary movie right it something's wrong like she's like no i'm not feeling like i feel uneasy this is gross this is really getting to me and she, she even keeps, makes that convert like that and, comment like she's like oh no i don't know what it is but this movie's really getting to me and her friend is just be like tough go home (laughs) fuck you she's looking around the theater kind of like just there's a couple people that are weirding her out as well so she's all around uncomfortable and she's like aren't you gonna go with me she's like no which I did that to an ex (laughs) during a movie where it's like it was it could have turned out like this it was the grindhouse it was at the Tivoli for midnight okay and I was like, she walked out during Planet Terror. And I was like, if you walked out because you're grossed out, that's on you. But I'm staying. <laughs> <laughs> hey. She came back and, you know, she watched, came back. watched Death Proof, so. <laughs> the better movie. Mm, well, yeah. yeah. Anyways. Um, then, as that plays out, and she's kind of observing some of the people in the seats, and we're not really getting a lot of information of like why she's focusing on these people, but yeah. there's a couple of people, and all you can really get is her perspective, where it's like she's weirded out. I don't know why, but she's weirded out. So we'll be weirded out and concerned for her. And then she goes to the bathroom when this other thing starts happening. And this is real three where it gets revealed that there's this dude that is a fan. But there's a fake out. Because oh, there is a fake out in the bathroom. She's like, there's a she's like, there's a man in the bathroom. It, we find out it wasn't. Yeah. A man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, but then, <laughs> but then <laughs> when the friend's like, fine, I'll go look. There's a guy in there who has seen the movie countless times. He's a he's a big mommy's boy. Apparently. Very obsessed and thinks that the movie is speaking to him and his situation. So now you have you have Zelda Rubenstein who is telling Michael Lerner's character inside the movie called The Mommy to like take out these people in a movie theater essentially and just like stab them in the neck from behind which is very ruthless but he does that and this guy is thinking that Zelda Rubenstein's talking to him while he's in the movie theater which has these two girls so you get like I hate to say it but you get this inception kind of feel with the movie and keep in mind this was like 1987 is when this movie this movie was out nine years before Scream started doing meta commentary on films and that's I think the biggest takeaway of this movie is I'm not saying it's the first like horror film to kind of do self commentary but it's definitely one of the earliest in the 80s I know there's like student bodies but that's kind of more just a comedy (laughs) yeah Yeah. but that's just a spoof first yeah it's a spoof it's more of a spoof yeah it's not necessarily this meta commentary In a weird way, I feel that Anguish is kind of this side cousin of, like, Hannah Kay's funny games. Okay. I kind of see what you're saying. And, like, hey, yeah, these films can be fun, but they could also kind of fuck with the wrong person. And 
I think he does have some commentary about it. I still haven't figured out if it's positive or negative. I want to say it's positive because he pays so much attention to like the details and he's you can tell there's a, a message of love of theater and cinema in that movie and especially just the way he frames it. He's like, wouldn't this be fucking wild? But yeah, he's also, I feel like he's also talking about like, yeah, you don't have to worry about these psychos that you see on screen. You have to worry about the psychos <laughs> Sit next like, to you sitting theater. next to you. I mean, and this movie felt more like of the times and unintentional ways than I think Vigilante or Warriors yes, did. Yes, yes. Uh, I was and like, I heard, okay. I heard an interesting comment, and Charles, I hope this is cool to say, but um, he, uh, there's, there's a couple of younger people that will come with their mom and dad yeah. to these things, and they were there for this, and... I know Charles was a big fan. Actually, he guessed what it was before. <laughs> he was like, I don't know, something like anguish, which, you know, I wasn't I wasn't too secretive with it. And if you knew your shit, you would probably figure it out. Um, but, you know, the half the fun is not knowing. So I think people weren't trying to spoil it either. So I was also trying to play coy and be like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. So I'm sure he saw right I'm, through that. Shit eating grin, I'm sure <laughs> was like, yeah, I know. Like. But um one of his uh children who was watching it kind of got bummed out because of the twist that happens. I'm like, oh, Yeah, dude. You know, like I never lived through a time like Columbine happened on my senior year. So uh, I never my, lived through this time. Fuck, I was in was, ninth grade. That was my yeah. Yeah. Oh, me too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'm old, so I didn't live through a time <laughs> when I had to worry about like fucking yeah. my co-classmates coming in and blowing up a school. Yeah, because that was some, something that was like going through my head and watching it. I'm like, like the fact that he's not a slasher villain. The fact yeah. that he's yeah. using a fucking gun. I'm like, how relevant is this right. in this day and age? It's and I want to say, like, look, I mean. Even more why I think it's a stronger movie, yeah. and, and I hate to say it, but I also think it's a stronger movie because it kind of saw something ahead of its time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, 87, like, nobody was really thinking no. that. No, who, who would be like, oh, there's somebody in a movie theater shooting people? Yeah, it's, it's a little insane. Locking I mean, people in the theater as well. I mean, the big, yeah. the big thing, like, at the time was, like, you know, going postal, like, right. post office workers. Yeah. Right, yeah. but there was always, that. like, some um, sort of motive or something, right. like, a, a more tangible motive. Yeah. I don't know. Like, imagine if you booked this movie when The Dark Knight Rises came oh, out Jesus and that Christ. whole thing. He probably I mean, would have not. He yeah, probably would have not yeah, booked he, it. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have booked it. Mm-hmm. And even though that's something that happened 11 years ago, right. it's yeah. still mm-hmm. like. But yeah, I mean, that's that's always going to be in somebody's head now. Yes, it, it, it is. And, and it really kinda, is. It, it slaps even harder yeah. today than... It, it kind of sucks because, like, I don't... Th- I, I want to say, like, the director is saying, like, it could head here, but we're better as people, and I'm just kind of throwing yeah. out this warning. We're not. We're not. <laughs> and now it's like, I, I'm sure if he could take it back maybe he would do something else where like maybe he's stabbing them instead of shooting yeah i don't know it's tough tough. but um don't 
you know, I mean, if you're listening to this, you've seen the movie, hopefully. Yeah. So, uh, because we are definitely still in the spoiler territory. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, this film, um, you know, I think one of the coolest posts that I saw throughout the day was from Sophie because she took a picture of the end credits, which the end credits play inside the theater. <laughs> yeah. So, like, on the screen in the theater we're watching, Anguish in is a screen within a screen. <laughs> it's um, just really cool. People it's a cool shot. Up leaving. Yeah. And yeah. I, yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, what a cool, like, image. And mm. I was just really happy. It's definitely a movie that needs to be seen in a theater. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, because I watched it in the backyard. Can we it not? Home. Like, what? I mean, needs to be seen in a theater. Good luck seeing it in a no, theater. No, I know, I know. Yeah. But, but you know what I'm saying is like, well, it's just a comment on like, it's a, I know. it's a magical thing we yes, experience. It is. It is a. It's rare. It's a comment. It's like a meta commentary on theater going. Yeah, <laughs> so absolutely. I'm just saying, like, I'm not saying don't see the movie unless you can see it in the theater, because I will tell you that this was one of the hardest films to book. But if you have the opportunity, it was fucking go for and it. So yeah. That's what Andy likes sharing the drama of it. And it's always interesting to hear, like, yeah, you know, so I because. Well, the it, producer was over is over in Europe, right? He's to, in Spain. Yes. Yeah. So the the big takeaway with this was, um, you know, like I said, I've been wanting to book this title for forever. The biggest thing against it is nobody knows it. Yeah. yeah. So people would be taking a blind chance. That's why I'm like, you know what? I want a hundred and thirty guaranteed people to see something really yes, cool. Absolutely. And I'm like, if I can sneak it in the marathon, I think that's the best place because I don't think a lot of people have seen it, so it's gonna be their first time watch. So even better. Mm-hmm. Like I I think the the hardest thing on this was always just trying to figure out who it was. I even remember asking Bill Lustig who Owns yeah. Blue Underground, right? right? Yeah. Who's the director of Vigilante? And I'm like, hey, and who? They own- put it out on DVD. Yeah, they put it out on DVD. That's he currently owns <laughs> the company that has the best release in the states. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, who owns the rights? No fucking clue. Right. I'm like, shit. How do you know if my release was legal? So I'm like, god damn. I'm like, okay, well, I'll, I'll figure it out. And then I saw earlier this year that the American Cinematheque out in LA we're doing a big ass Luna uh, who is the director um, doing a retrospective and he had a couple of other rom-coms I want to say like maybe another genre film I'm not too Mm -hmm. familiar with his whole filmography which is weird because I love Anguish and I think it's an amazing film Um, but I saw that they did this retrospective and they did a 35 millimeter print of Anguish while I knew the 35 millimeter print was going to be a possibility, I was like, oh, I wonder if I could get clearance just to show it because yeah. that's all I really need. And luckily, the guys from Cinematic Void gave me the contact information, tried to contact them, never heard anything uh-huh. for uh-huh. like months. And finally, I, I finally hear something back. And it's like, yeah, we represent that title. Um, trying to reach our Spain offices, so I'm reaching out to like a Los Angeles office representative, mm-hmm. and she's like trying to reach our Spain offices. We'll hear from them. I'm like, okay. So it gets down. 
this communication gets down to the point where I'm emailing her every day. I'm like, I want to show this. Please let me. <laughs> I want to give you money. Yeah. Uh, so finally, like she, I, I mean, she got the hint, but there. then I found out about Spanish holidays. And apparently there was like one week where it was like the Spanish Labor Day or um, some sort of there was two Spanish holidays back to back. Like the the one on Tuesday was only in Madrid, which is where the offices were. Uh-huh. So, so finally, like that week, which was mind you, the week before the marathon, <laughs> I'm like, hi, I would like to know if I need to move on because kind of need to know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they're like, oh, we're just waiting for the producer. I'm sure it's not going to be a problem. I'm like. All right. So you, what? <laughs> I'm going to take that as a verbal go ahead right. and get this so shit going. What public domain movie did you have in your back pocket? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. Honestly, I was going to reach it was gonna out be to the Agfa. Lost World. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was probably going to reach out to Agfa and figure out something yeah. because I'm like, oh man, I don't know what other 80s movie. Maybe I'll put a you know Frank Henenlotter movie in there right. or something. But um, yeah, I was just like, God damn it. It was so tough for me to let it go. And I know I want to even say Jeremy and definitely Nikki were like, can't you, shouldn't you book something else? Like it's cutting it really like close. Need shit or get off the pot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to give up. That is not how fighters win. <laughs> and, and look, the, the lady was like, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a, no problem. I'm like, I'm just going to fucking show this and just ask for apologies later. What are you going to say? Yeah. Like, oh, you don't have the right to show this. Well, how about I just give you money because we fucking showed it. Here's money. But yeah, it was literally the Friday before the marathon. I got the invoice to pay it. Oh my God damn it. Wow. (laughs) And it it just really, it got me upset because like, you know, I've had more time this year to get everything done. But with that all said, I will say just booking that movie and being able to experience it in the Mm -hmm. theater that was enough Look, reward for me. Yeah, absolutely worth like yeah. the drama of booking it. Yeah, yeah, and it, plus you know it's a fun story. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so you have one more white whale. Uh, well, yeah, one of them is thriller, a cruel yeah. picture. I don't know if I could throw that in a marathon. Right. <laughs> I don't know well, if Marcus would appreciate which yeah, version you, got, you show as well. Yeah, um, you got you got two cuts of that. Right, it would probably be the uh, right. color uh, one eye. Yeah, version, uh, what makes me mad is like the one with like the gratuitous eyeball scene. Yeah, is also accompanied with all the yeah, yeah, you know, grossy, yeah. pesky fucking <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, I was just super happy um, to show that, and I think it's a, such a strong movie, and it leaves such a strong impression, and to show that in what I consider is the optimal environment to see that movie in was just, like, dream come true, and I got to talk to a couple of people that came out, and they're like, wow, that movie was amazing. Everybody <laughs> seemed to be pretty yeah. buzz with that one. Yeah, it, it was, and then we it was either that souls. or <laughs> Impulse were, <laughs> like, the biggest yeah. takeaways. But. Um, I had a pretty interesting perspe- perspective on I'm Madman in Anguish. Yeah. Uh, mentioned to me is that they're both movies where like nobody believes the woman even mm. though they're both completely right it's yeah. Jenny Wright's character is like yeah it is this character like everything she says is true and mm-hmm. it's this teenage adolescent girl there's something really wrong here 
there is, you know, this I don't trust this person. And you're like, you're just being a fucking You're just being you're weird. You're just being weird. Yeah. You're just kinda of being a little asshole. Quit being a woman. And then it's like, ooh, <laughs> she right. <laughs> she right though. Yeah. But yeah, um now the next double feature was originally ooh. speaking of MGM well. going to be Amityville two and boarding house. But you were gonna flip that well i don't know oh. i think i was gonna do amityville 2 and boarding house oh see i think you need to punish people maybe. with boarding houses <laughs> yeah. and reward them with amityville 2 <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i was informed not too long before the marathon that uh <laughs> amityville 2 they lost the rights in 2021 so it's like oh cool so I gotta think of another movie that's gonna fit this because well, obviously Amityville 2 and Boarding House mm-hmm. like you're dealing with a possession story so he was telling me this and I was um, I was like pushing for because I knew he was gonna do Boarding House I was pushing for the Friday the 13th fan film mixtape yeah. mm-hmm. from Bleeding Skull which is a shot on video it is all fan films uh, for right yeah jason Voorhees, and it's like 70 highly minutes or something. illegal music yeah absolutely <laughs> like, that's what you do um and i was very tempted to book that just be like oh well you know friday 13th 13 yeah but then uh um, gotta work on that theme let's make it cohesive i was like well year. let's look at neon slime magic or i keep saying i neon said slime neon massacre. slime mixtape so don't so i will take all the blame for neon, neon slime, slime. mixtape i said fine how about this one he goes oh okay and i wasn't yeah i all think right. i was like i think this one's gonna work better mm-hmm. and it's funny because i've literally had the screener for god knows how long so I've had every opportunity to watch it and then I popped it in I'm like of course like the first or second trailer is boarding house so I was like yes so uh, I was happy that it paired up but yeah the neon slime mixtape is a collage of a lot of like shot on video stuff weird like oozy shit Um, there's there's the pre-mutos the um Previews, the fallen angels. Yeah, the fallen there's a good chunk of that in that in that oh, mixtape, yeah. and then there's horror brunch, which is one of my favorite. Demon queen, which there's quite Demon a bit of Demon queen, Donald uh, Farmer, Ripper. Yeah, yeah, with <laughs> as yes. in the parking lot, right? Yeah, the evil Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Um, and then I think the highlight of the Neon Slime mixtape is the life and times of a male stripper. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I. I actually had to ask by us block because he is Mr. Shut on video. Uh-huh. Um, I was like, what is that movie? He goes, oh, do you mean this? It's like, God damn it. <laughs> like, he went to Scarecrow Video and basically made a list of like all the shit he couldn't find. Oh, my to, God. So. God bless you, Block. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he is. He is one of a kind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was like, you know what? I want something where I think I even said it in the intro was like if anguish broke your brain this is what happens when you're just like laying down and everything's oozing out and I, I just kind of wanted to have fun Scrambled I'm like I, I know it's the last double feature I knew a couple people that it's were leaving asking a lot yeah I knew a couple <laughs> people that were leaving and I was like you know what that's cool it's just 
going to be funsies right now. Yeah. Well, for some people. <laughs> so Angels we, to some, demons to others. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the Neon Slime mixtape, I don't know if Agfa has that like on demand no, on their Vimeo mm, do, on demand or, oh, or not. Oh, maybe, because I don't know, because I know they've done the Friday the 13th one as like a one-time watch. Oh, I, okay. I was going to watch that a year probably during COVID and then I was like oh I can watch it all week and it's like nope it was like a oh, lie it's like fuck is, is this a partner title with uh, Vitaker Syndrome no, no no it's so Bleeding Skull yeah. who it's them with Ag, Agfa okay. um yeah, it's like a partner title, but it's not a partner I title. I just didn't know if I could buy They're, this like physically. Or, no, no. Okay. I, I just I have like the what's the shot on video horror uh, um, video rage? Maybe analog numbers. No, what are you I don't know. About? There's some one of the like. If you're talking about the Agfa horror show that has the video rage, okay. One, so the uh, Agfa horror show that has the video rage as a and special I think feature. Video rage. I don't know. It's something like that. Yeah. It, it's um, but it's a lot of SOV stuff. Yes. Yeah. That's video rage. And that's so a special feature I, on the Agfa horse. And I think you can book video you rage. Can. You okay. can. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know if they plan on putting well, like the Friday thirteenth one There's apparently no that's way. illegal music. <laughs> Not to mention illegal, like, I think Michael Myers shows up in that to fight <laughs> Jason. Uh, and I want to say kind of the same thing with the Neon Slime thing. So I, I don't know how that works. Um, I think they're also meant to be, like, little mix tapes for theaters. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah, I don't I don't know if there is if there is a way I'll find it and I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, if anything, they might have it on like their Vimeo on demand or something. But yeah, I thought those were like really cool because it was like rapid fire. Yeah, just nonstop so, fun. And here's what I'll bring up with the last movie is that this is curated, so it cuts a lot of fat. Even at times, if it didn't feel like it during Demon Queen, <laughs> yeah. or I can't even say pr- Prometheus. Prom- Premutos? Premutos? I always thought it was Premutos. Premutos. Um, I don't know. It's where there is, and I mean, I've seen Burning Moon plenty of times. Yeah. But I will, yeah, I will say if you see Olaf Ittenbach (laughs) on any shot on video movie, you're a gore hound, go for it. Um, It's going to be splatter after splatter. Yeah. But it cuts the fat. Burning Moon's probably my favorite. It cuts the fat. Yeah, for sure. That's what I enjoy about it. Yeah. Which brings us to movie number eight. <laughs> <laughs> so movie number eight is actually one that we talked about. Um, I talked about with Digum and Lena on the other podcast, Battle of the Boutiques. Uh, and I really thought that it was just a nice closer. I knew not everybody was going to love it, right. including uh, Jeremy. This is Jeremy Jones. It is Sunday the 14th of May it is 12:56 a.m. and I forgot how much I fucking hate boarding house. I say this as a shot on video apologist and enthusiast, but I can't fucking stand it. So you could actually hear boarding house in the background because <laughs> yeah, the the horror vision the doors <laughs> open and um Patrick was standing next to me as he was like chuckling at the end. But I like that you. So that movie <laughs> let out at like one fifteen, right? Yeah, yeah. I took okay. a couple breaks because 
I <laughs> it was almost was this over. anyone's <laughs> first view of Boarding House? Unfortunately, yeah. no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I had watched it on YouTube. I mean, Josh, I, I know you've watched some shot on video, but what is it? <laughs> I your know one? you've seen some shit. But. Yeah. Well, well, on Letterboxd, they gave it a one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. like, oh, I guess um, he didn't you know, like it. This whole marathon was actually. It was like, great. It was, until... a, it was a breeze. <laughs> like, yeah. It didn't feel like. It was a like, breeze until the last it didn't, fucking one. And really, I'm, it, it didn't feel like 13 hours. No. Right. Yeah. Um, until I got to Boarding House. <laughs> Uh-huh. And it just it goes on for just um, an eternity. Oh. And, and so, and just uh, think, there's longer versions of that yeah, movie. When Andy was like, "I'm gonna show Boarding House," I said, "Are you fucking <laughs> sure?" Actually, did you know the movie is only 45 minutes? It just feels like it's really it, that funny. It, it, <laughs> it felt like, like you, two and a half hours. Right. Sh- there's like a two hour cut, isn't there? Or something. Yeah, stupid? there's yeah. a two hour and thirty minute um, cut or something stupid. But I was like. Really, you want to show boarding house and not killing? Spree. I saw it on YouTube. <laughs> Actually, not way, wood chipper massacre. Look, way back in the day, not video <laughs> violence. <laughs> Death by love, which I think is the underrated of those two on that release. But well, um, again, so, if Amityville two kept their <laughs> fucking rights, it would have made sense. But, but you should have closed with Amityville two. Make it a chore. To sit through I, that's fine. Boarding house and then obviously that plan got to be. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Some people got to get up and go to work in the morning. You don't want to feel guilty going. <laughs> also, like, here's the early. thing: is I I knew it was going to be a uh, uh, you're either in or out. Yeah, type of movie. I follow quite a few people in Letterbox who are at that show, and yeah. the majority of them gave it a one. And that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I love that movie because it feels like this dude like bought into whole crystal mythology right. and thought like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do all this yoga and spiritual shit. But it's also like this weird vanity project. And I'm sorry. If you love The Room, <laughs> right. I don't want to fucking uh, hear it. That movie okay. is awful, too. Okay, It is. How it much is. did Boarding House inspire Neil Breen's entire right. filmography? I'm there? like, Look. you know what? This is definitely hitting on a subgenre of what we love. But here's the other reason why I wanted to show it. Because I think it is an interesting artifact of the time. And especially for cinema. Because... It is the reversal of what you always heard from like people like Charlie Band, where they can make a movie and put it on a video store shelf right next yeah. to a blockbuster, and it gets the same amount of screen time, eyeball time, perusal time. It has the same fight, fighting chances to get that person yeah. to rent it. Whereas Boarding House was a movie filmed <laughs> on video through consumer equipment. I think it was pretty high end consumer yeah. equipment, but Went consumer equipment City, got an RCA camcorder, <laughs> yeah, and disguised it, and they transferred it to film. <laughs> the um. pre Blair Witch, if you will, um, but no, they transferred it to film and passed it off as a normal movie, mm. and they even had this fun gimmick of horror vision, which. I've always liked the ad for it, but I don't know where it really happens in the movie. I think there's possibly a cut on that Blu-ray that has that, but all it is is like some dude in a black glove in front of a TV screen recording (laughs) the video. It's like... So when I... You know, when 
Agfa announced they were putting it on Blu-ray. I was like, why yeah. doesn't this make me go, ooh, I need to pick this one up? Yeah. Um, like, and I was I like, there's something movie. in my brain going, you did not, my lizard <laughs> brain going, you did not like this. I haven't bought that yet. I, I have the I'm DVD. I'm not going to. You I got don't. the slasher video DVD? Um, yeah. Yeah. I but, think that has but, a longer cut. But I so, did buy Killing Spree as soon as it was announced. Oh, I have not yeah. because Tim Spree. Ritter. Yeah, when it comes to SOV, truth or dare, no, another I, golden age. I love SOV. Tim Ritter. Um, so that's the shit we should. Talk when about. I said that at twelve fifty six, also mind, I had been there for fourteen hours <laughs> at that point, which is I knew I was what I was getting into, but yeah. I forgot how. So we'll and have a volunteer actually, program next year. At twelve thirty, I was so I had I had gone back into the theater to watch it and then left again because I was out in the lobby texting Block. He's two hours behind because I was updating four people. Oh my god! Uh, on what we were showing, Jesus! It was him. Uh, I told VJ everything before it started because he's in yeah. Finland. To yeah, like, yeah. Um, Patrick Bromley asked for updates. Nice. And uh, Mark, who couldn't be there. Yeah. Um, but so <laughs> I said, I told him neon slime mixtape and boarding house. He's like, oh man, love mixtape. He's like, um, as we, I was like, <laughs> and so he goes, it doesn't have a uh, momentum. I go, no, it no, sure doesn't. It doesn't. And I knew, like, I kind of just figured, like, maybe people would be enamored by the movie, yeah. just how weird it is. There's, right. th- and there like are definite how it highlights. It feels like a vanity project. And plus, like his scream, like, Debbie, no! It is I like. I love it. I love there, it. There are, there are <laughs> memorable parts, and then it just like drags. It does drag. It, it drags quite a bit. Yeah, there's, there's, there's been a few films that <laughs> the, I've seen. The payoff where, isn't great. Yeah. I mean, sure, there is uh, so much wrong with that movie, but it's also just kind of like this marvel of like, how did this guy get these girls to fucking do this? Coke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I appreciate. I appreciate you showing shot on video. Yeah. It is a doing both of those, I think is kind of a hard ask of people, but I also don't care. Like, I don't, I don't think the way it was stage worked too. I I think, I think the mix, like the way it mixtape kind of eased you in. The way, you know, you had it was perfect because the mixtape was like, okay, your foot's in the door. Right. Right. You have the option. Do you want to keep going? We're just going to (laughs) extend it. Right. Yeah. And like, it gave you like, here's some different trailers and whatever, you know, clips and stuff. Yeah. Now you can make a wish list. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, I'm sorry. Is, that is, uh, I had the title a little bit wrong. It is The Life and Loves of a Male Stripper. Okay. So 1987. Much so, much <laughs> so much bullshit. Just making shit up. So no. much bulge. Bulge. <laughs> bulge. Uh, well, that's why I was stripping. You like that bulge? Yeah. <laughs> Baby, wow. that's my boy. Yeah. Wow. I mean, look, this, this year was a little more bumpy. Uh, to book everything and get it solidified and it ran up against the wire there was even a company that we were waiting to hear back on to see if we would be showing like a kind of a sneak preview of a new movie that will be out in July it didn't go through but uh, Talk to Me from A24 is what we were thinking like, I was hoping it was Dark Force Entertainment. No, <laughs> no, but you know, once he announced Julie, darling, I'm like, <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> you're one good uh, movie to catalog. Like uh, th- well, uh, and if I could have done, actually, marathon, it's coming up. Actually, no, I gotta buy Dead Pet on 4K. 
if I could have done a closing <laughs> with movies we couldn't get, yeah, it would have because I I saw Talk to Me at Sundance, yeah, 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 um, where I would have done Talk to Me and then Amityville Two. Oh shit! Both okay. like demon possession movies, and then they just would have fucking killed. I think. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Well, couldn't get Amityville um, Two. <laughs> I know, but Talk to Me. Um, I would like to talk about Time at Sundance maybe next episode, even though that was many months ago. Yeah. Um, but well, at this the rate, trailer, we can talk about talk to me in like two two I episodes. <laughs> I've seen the trailer, um, you know, since because there wasn't shit. Sure, uh, and it doesn't portray how fun the movie is. Yeah, I. It, it was, seems very serious in the trailers, and it is like when it gets fucked up, it is fucked up. But it is so fucking fun and i just want to stress that if you're like eh, i think it's gonna kill with an audience <clears throat> once i once i saw the trailer i'm like oh yeah this looks serious i heard this was fun though and then once i knew who the directors were yes i'm like oh yeah. i love their youtube yeah. videos they're fucking crazy yes so once i found out who the directors were it's like okay it's the racka racka guys got it yeah this is gonna be crazy uh i don't think it's gonna be as serious as this no, trailer it's really that's what's so painting weird. it out to me but uh yeah hopefully hopefully we could still do something with a 24 in july with that movie yeah that'd um, be fun or you know maybe sooner if they want to do the, oh, something sooner i want to see it with niles maddox that's oh, all i, I care bet about she's gonna cry like a little I baby know. we're gonna have to get him on here I want to watch that one. Well, I now, don't care about anyone else. I just want to watch it with Niles. Now that I got the new field recorder, I should just like record his reactions. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we we did buy a new field recorder, and we really didn't utilize a lot. Well, we utilized it. You, it just there wasn't great stuff. You got to take a Jeremy's. more documented my late night <laughs> confession. I just standing at the table. I see it there. I go. You know what? I was just. That was like me at my no. most unfiltered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, there was one time when I just hit record on the recorder, Last and I was like, you know no what? I don't, nobody's like coming up and talking about the movies. Fuck it, I'm just gonna record my like conversations I have at the yeah. table. That's you have to do that, or you have to walk around. That's what and I should have done. Yeah. That's what I should have done. Well, but, always, yeah. always ways to learn. Well, it's funny because I had this grandiose idea, which obviously. I didn't have time to make was a confession corner oh where like God. you would walk behind like some setup where it's walls and you would give your confessions you need to, to make movies. a booth with uh, <laughs> that's the how people confess to murder yeah yeah we'll, we'll probably find out like yeah i drugged my sister <laughs> like what <laughs> jesus, <laughs> jesus. Uh, i killed a man back in 1987 yeah, yeah. threw his body in the chattahoochee river <laughs> i am the zodiac killer <laughs> To be something cruise. like that but no i i do uh i really appreciate everybody you know who attended and if you didn't get to attend i, I am sorry because i do know like selling those front row tickets are very tough yeah. <laughs> understandable but you know and i i think it seemed like the six people that were in the front row were good uh, I kept checking on them. Yeah, <laughs> it seemed yeah. okay. How's your neck? Is it okay? Yeah, and there were definitely a couple seats that opened up before the marathon. Like a couple people couldn't make it. I know. I want to say Sean Hook maybe couldn't yeah. make it. Um, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, but it was overall a success. I know the the theater was very happy when the tickets went on sale. 
because they were pretty much sold out yeah. within the day, <laughs> like within the hour. So that was cool. Um, they haven't talked to me about another one. I assume if I ask. Also, they had like Mother's Day the next fucking yeah. day, so they've been busy. So and I'm, it's I'm sure summer. if we do do it, it won't be it won't be on the 13th. It won't be on the 14th, which May 14th is our birthday. So we are technically mm, now be like 13. The 11th because of leap year. What? That would be it. Would be May 11th because of leap year. Leap year is not even real. No, I know. I'm just saying May 14th. 2010 was our first late night greenhouse show. That's our birthday. Yeah, that's our birthday. <laughs> but yeah, I Keep think the burp in. I think the 18th <laughs> is like the day after. I don't or the Saturday after. If we do it, we might do it in May. We might do it. Let's do another one in October. Cool, great. <laughs> <laughs> this year, <laughs> yeah, Good sounds luck. great. No, I, I, I do. Here's what I will say. I. Uh, I do love doing the marathon format because nobody knows what it is so I can run up against the wire and drive myself insane <laughs> so that's great but no I do like it because I can sneak in movies like Anguish mm-hmm. even though like that was an uphill battle to get but even I Madman like how many people come out for yeah, that because like, they haven't movies seen it that you, you might impulse. not take a chance on if you saw the poster art. Like, yeah, especially Impulse. Yeah. If I tried to show the poster art, you'd see a cemetery and be like, what the fuck is this? Cem- like, is this Phantasm? Yes. <laughs> Which at times, I want to make like a mashup when that kid's running through the <laughs> cemetery. Yeah. <laughs> um, and make William Shatner the tall man. But anyway, like, I just like sneaking in these movies because I know, like, some of these movies you wouldn't take a chance on. It's no offense to the people that come to Grindhouse. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like, it, there's movies I patched up on the video shelf that I regret. Well, I remember for years we have wanted to do either just a secret movie yeah. or, and for the time at the high point so many people were like i don't know man i'm not gonna come right like uh, no if i don't and but now that you have this audience you know that trust you and <laughs> and then i show well, them boarding house, yeah. Right? <laughs> <sighs> yeah, good luck with break. that one <laughs> we need a break it's not you it's me everyone's <laughs> gonna be like well well at least it's not boarding house yeah yeah <laughs> That, that's the new slogan. I guarantee you it won't be boarding house. <laughs> but no, I do really appreciate everybody that uh, did get the chance to come out. If we do it again next year, um, I know like it's tough because that theater only holds a certain amount of people. And yeah. <laughs> I know we're, we, we're going to IMAX at Ronnie's. Yeah, I mean, one of, the, one of the complaints was, you know, like, hey, it sold out really quickly. I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, when you have like the... Kind of pre-release on Discord, so yeah. a lot of people popped up on that. Yeah, um, a lot of which people I joined which Discord is good. to get that. that that's fine. Yeah. That's um, perfectly fine. I know, like some friends who bought, you know, four tick. Like they were buying. Yeah, they were buying for their group. Yeah, buying yeah. for their group. Yeah, totally like, fine. I have no complaints about it. It's just, you know, of course, like I know there was uh, probably like I think you could safely say like twenty people that didn't go to the marathon because they couldn't. They didn't want to seat in a well, fucking seat, like what right up in the screen. What is different about Grindhouse than a lot of other revival screenings from a I've seen from around the country is yeah. they are one night a week in one theater. 
where you have a pr- you do two nights a month and you do have a pretty good turnout for both nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah for the most part. And that part. is unique as fuck. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a cool thing. Let's, yeah. let's spread the word. Yeah, that's uh, kind of like the, the inherent problem with the, with the marathon because you have like two nights that yeah. are right. both and really successful condensed into one night. Right. The right. same so theater. You got people that miss out. Yeah. Trust, trust me, like... What's I, the biggest theater Marcus on? Well, I don't know. That's a good Let's question. <laughs> like, hey, we're going to move to the biggest auditorium. Um, we don't need this wall here. Like, Let's knock this down. The super screen DLX. They're well, like, you there can't was, have that one. There was like one talk that we started having, and I didn't really pursue it that much because I didn't like the idea, but I was like, theoretically, we could start Auditorium 11, give it like five minute delay I can run the auditorium 10 and do that and we could double our audience yeah but I think some people would have well it does it it gets a little complicated especially with like the DCPs yeah so like Vigilante we got a DCP and we had to have a key to unlock it and sometimes they charge more when it's shown on different projectors true It, it Things vary with rights. Just do it, do it like you know, point fest where they got like different stages. Yeah. <laughs> like okay, this screen is you know this, and this screen yeah. is this. Well, it's funny because like I, I'll I, program screen ten. So if you really want to, <laughs> fucking there, get after there it. we go. Uh, Jeremy versus Andy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who will Ooh. win? Who will win? Cast your votes at the end of every double feature. Subspecies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wishmaster, man, I sit on Wishmaster. Yeah, I fuck with Wishmaster. Hey, plenty of people I don't know showed up to watch it, so I I will take that. You show Wishmaster, I show Brain Scan. Let's see. Oh, Wishmaster wins. It's got the you know the name recognition. Yeah, let us know on social media who wins Wishmaster or Brain Scan. There's no contest. Oh shit. Anyway, um, the last thing, any last words other than hurrah, we did it? You, yeah. Yeah. Hurrah. Okay. Maybe next year. We'll see. Hopefully we nice. can do some other fun events. I really do like the Mystery Marathon. Uh, if I did like Mystery Triple Feature, like a light version, that could be fun. I don't know. I don't know. I've been thinking about it. It's just a fun format to play with. Because like it is. you could also get away with like showing shit that maybe the studios don't want to show right away or yeah. advertise it, and they're like, "Yeah, let's do that." Yeah. Um. Yeah. What if you did a mystery double feature where you say what the first movie is, ooh, the second movie. Okay. That's all the, right. That's well, you know what? Uh, my like triple feature I haven't made happen yet, but will eventually one day. Is a book, a script, three movies. Okay. Cobra, Beverly Hills Cop, and Fair Game. <laughs> yeah, I, I've still never seen Fair Game. I always pass it up because it looked really can, bad. I mean, it's like a... That's the one with Cindy Crawford, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's the one that's based on the book that Stallone was adapted. When it was When he was uh, Axel okay. Cobra. Okay. Right. And they're like, we don't want to make that movie. And he's like, I'm going to go make my own movie. Oh, yeah. With hookers and blackjack. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that should be next year's Mandy. We talked about that doing Cobra and Mandy. Oh, co- oh shit! Cosmados on Cosmados. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Okay. Um, 
before we go, Fangoria, uh, they actually, we do have 20% off for our listeners. If uh, you need to subscribe, they have a monthly program where you pay $6.66, even cheaper with our code, Destroy the Brain. It'll get you 20% off of subscriptions. It'll get you 20% off of merch. Back issues? Back issues as well. yeah. Okay. So all you have to do, again, is go to, you can just go to Fangoria.com and put in Destroy the Brain as the code on the checkout, or you can go to, this is where it gets a little confusing, Uh Fangoria.com slash Destroy the Brain com. (laughs) <laughs> oh god we have a fear.com.com situation <laughs> kind of, kind of. Um, but yeah you could also just use our code if you just go to shop.fangoria.com you can order the back issues you can order the apparel I'm actually going to probably buy those slip cases I don't know if you guys have seen those no. they're, what, uh, they're the a little bougie Fangorias? they're a little bougie but I, I like them I like bougie. Like They're like kind of leatherish. Uh, you can get black oh, or red. Okay, and I do know they what you're talking about. Like multiple Fangoria, uh, Fangoria volume ones or volume twos. But yeah, they're like I, I, think they're 40, I think they're about forty bucks. So, Ooh. but hey, with hey, our man. discount code, which will take twenty percent off, and that's fangoria.destroythebrain.fear.com. Oh God, no! Just go to <laughs> shop.fangoria.com/slash/biz.org. No, just put in destroy the brain as the code. Okay, okay. Yeah. and you'll get okay. <laughs> I don't know why I sound like Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> okay, Jules. Uh, you'll get 20% off. Again, destroy the brain as the code at Fangoria.com, or you can go to the complicated one, Fangoria.com slash destroy the brain com. Yep. <laughs> not, not adding anything to that. All right, Jeremy, where can people find you on the internet if you want to be found? <laughs> you can uh, find me on Instagram, uh, J-O-N-E.S-T-L. Since nobody's recommended a different name, even though I asked for months on this. He's, uh, well, you know. I am on Letterboxd. Maybe we'll get a new crop. J Bonesy. (laughs) I am, got logged out of Twitter and I feel freer than I've ever felt, so. You're no longer on Twitter? Uh, got logged out some update and I'm like the genie in fucking Aladdin, so. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. Roger? Uh, I am on Instagram at uh, Roger Van Gool. He had to think about it for a second. It's been a while. (laughs) Josh? Uh, Don't find me. (laughs) Damn. He'll find you. And you can find me personally on Treefy, T-R-I-E-F-Y, on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. You can find us as a collective at DTB Horror on Twitter, on Instagram at Destroy the Brain. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash destroy the brain. If you want to sign up on our newsletter or find an easy way to find us on social media, just go to support.destroythebrain.com. Hopefully our next episode, 92, will be out in a couple of weeks. I don't know what we're talking know. about. Yeah. Will we shout on video? What are we doing? Sure. You. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pain has a face. Or maybe we go, uh, what did we say at the marathon? The boogie, or no, we said this last night, the boogeyman versus the boogeyman. Yeah. Whew, man. The new one uh, yeah, versus no, the Uli. As long as they don't have to watch that sequel. Which one? Boogeyman 2? Yeah. Was that all it was called? It was Boogeyman 2. I don't know. Too boogie, too man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> too boogie, too man, maybe. Just anyway, listen to the three sequels to the, uh, the 80s. 
Yeah. Yeah. Version. Yeah. Were you talking about that like one with the guy from Seventh Heaven? Oh shit! I forgot yeah. about that boogie man. That was like the two thousands. So right? boogie on down. Yeah. <laughs> boogie man. Boogie nights. Okay. Well, we'll be back, Boogans. and we'll be talking about something horror related. Okay. Okay. Love you guys. Goodbye. This is a recording um, at Late Night Grind House, 13th anniversary. Andy, tell me about your butthole. We're down here live at the Bijou Theater here, where blood spattered Mama and whatever the other movie was. I already forgot. Shit. Are we lost? Are we at the Bijou Theater? And I just remember Mama. You, do you know what trailer I'm talking about? Where the dude's out there and then you have the creepy guy and he's like... Eh, 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 eh. That one? Does this involve like the puke cups? No, yes, upchuck cup. Upchuck cup. Upchuck cup. Up cup. That's far out. That's groovy. You, do you know what I'm talking about? You. Oh my God, I'm making an ass out of myself. You're just making me uncomfortable. Just because you're recording. I've burned myself numerous times. Does not mean that you are recording. So, like, technically, yeah, like, are we recording currently? Hello, sir. How do you feel about movies? This is great. Great. (laughs) Thank you. Actually, no, I lied. It's 8 by 8. So, it's 8 feet. It's 8 feet long. Hello, sir. How do you feel about my butthole? Chimichangas. I assume that is positive. Thank you. Excuse me, sir. Doug? Yeah. How do you feel? A uh, little over halfway. Oh, wait, through. no, sorry. I don't want to talk about your feelings. Uh, um, I was just going to, you know, about just, the movies. just going to comment a little halfway, th- halfway through, a little over. Uh, really, you know, it's starting to set in a little bit. going to have to pick it up. You know, really just kind of. Prepare myself for the rest of the gauntlet that are is the marathon. Are we talking about sports or are we talking about watching movies? It's the same thing, really. You realize you're yeah. just sitting there, right? It's a different you're, type you're of... passive... It's a different type of... Endurance. Yeah, it's a psychological, mental endurance. So, do you have a pee bottle?